Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Who drinks champagne in England? (laughs) This bitch right here. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are having a drink on today's show. Girl, you know I need a drink today. <laughs> Annabelle, you've been at the pub, but you come here. You you're, you come to me on this day. <laughs> you come to me with a champagne glass in your hand, okay? Did you have a champagne glass in your hand down at the pub? What's going on? I'm confused. No, I just had the bottle. Oh, <laughs> Guys, I'm drunky poos. I'm not like drunk. I'm just tipsy poos. Listen, there's a time difference. So Annabelle's taking a break from the pub to visit us for a little bit. And then she's headed back there. She left her comrades there. um, So she convinced me to have a beer at eight in the morning. Is it eight in the morning? No, it's it's noon. It's well past the drinking time. Great. As my dad used to say, it's five o'clock somewhere. Exactly. Did he write that song? I wish he did. Then I'd be rich. (laughs) You'd be so fucking rich. Oh my god, that'd be so good. I'm literally the only person in the world with a famous dad that famous who just never made any money. Well, he did make money. He had something that a lot of other famous. Oh, what did he have? <laughs> Annabelle, he had merch. The monkeys had merch at a time when the artists made money from merch. They didn't make any money. They were on allowances like Marilyn Monroe. They made like $500 a week or some bullshit oh, like that. Christ. It was terrible what happened to them terrible bless their hearts honestly are there behind the scenes like documentaries of this stuff that we could watch on the monkeys no we keep trying to make one but then i get tired and sick of it (laughs) (laughs) we're all like gassed up to make one and then i'm just like this is so draining i can't do this like, I can't confront this right now. Everyone in my family is so exhausted by my dad at this point that, like, we start projects and then we're just like, fuck this guy. I he just won't leave. He will not die. No, that's the other thing about him. He, I mean, well, we've talked about that before with, with, yeah. uh, with a well-known person. They just don't die. Well, and also... You have a legal responsibility when there's right. trust or an estate that you yeah. actually like have to make money. Otherwise, certain people his take over. widow <laughs> who already take all of the money that they're not entitled to. <laughs> um, but they strategically married in a certain place in Florida so they could get it. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, listen. Didn't mean to go off on a tangent about your dad. I'm really sorry. The point is, is that if I'd written, if my dad had written, it's five o'clock somewhere, I'd be rich. We'd be having this conversation in my private jet on yeah. the way to Thailand or some other place. It was I nice. Know. Thanks a lot, Davey. He tried. He didn't know. Didn't he know did anything. And then um, I didn't learn from it. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I know everything. I'll be fine. Well, cheers. <laughs> cheers to that. 
Cheers to acknowledging your mistakes. Moving That's forward. right. So there's lots going on. You and I had like a full on therapy session before we even hit record. Yeah, we talked for an hour before. <laughs> it's like, oh, we probably should have talked about all that on the podcast. No, no, no. That was private times. No, that was private times. But thank you for that. You said some things to me today that I really needed to hear. <laughs> um, listen. You were the voice Annabelle's- of the angel. Annabelle sober will just really cut straight to the point, put a few drinks in me and I'll just go right to the heart of the matter. I know. I loved that today. I feel like I, you know, need to, I feel like you need to drunk counsel me more often because <laughs> that really worked for me. You were like gentle. You were loving. You were so gentle. Oh, this is erotic. <laughs> <laughs> like gentle. You were tender. You were loving, but you were firm at the same time. I'm <laughs> horny over here. <laughs> I, I, it's nice to center for a minute because I've just getting, I feel like I've just been getting pummeled by waves of stress and anxiety. And I've been, it's all, it's been all about managing stress lately. And yeah. I'll talk about what I'm doing to implement little changes to handle my stress lately. Um, but that's what I'm showing up here today with just a lot of anxiety, yeah. a lot of life moving really quickly. And I mean, look, it's been a full moon. It's been an eclipse. Did you see the eclipse the other night? I didn't. I was just out cold, finally getting a good night's sleep as a moon baby, Cancerian, and also somebody who gets that period when the full moon comes. Me too. It's a real moment for me. So it's like take the period energy and the full moon energy. We know we always have to talk about them, our period, guys. Merge them together and then you just get like a... Okay, so my period... Can we just talk about this? Oh my God, this? Like, come on! No, this is, oh. this is fabulous. Okay, I just want to say... Yeah. I was having period problems. Everyone knows I have period problems anyway. Everyone knows I've got endometriosis. This. Shout out to my endometriosis queens. Shout out. Um... <laughs> This month, so I had, I went and got acupuncture because my shit was fucked up. Like I was having the worst back pain. Anyone who gets period back pain will understand what I mean. I had never really had it in my life. It is crushing. Yeah, I just recently started getting that. That wasn't in my 20s, but in my 30s, it's like this back pain. Yeah, wasn't in the repertoire. New sensation. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not I'm just not <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. doing this dance with the devil so I went to an acupuncturist and I was like here's my situation he acupunctured me did copying on me for about three weeks the next period that came no really it's a miracle no acupuncture is a miracle it works yeah it really like, does it fucking works and then the next this is the next period I've had after that no back pain, but it was, it reset me. So I'd gone all off track. I wasn't in line with the full moon anymore before. Now I am again, since wow. I've gone and seen him back to my natural state. Mm-hmm. So my period was hanging on for the full moon and <laughs> I was in a world of pain and misery and agony. 
Oh, no. And I had like a depressive day, and I was like, "No, I'm going not a day, but like an hour." And I laid on. The I thought you were saying not a day, but like a week and a half, <laughs> get like a year. No, just like an hour, and it wasn't even depressive. I was just like, "I'm tired. I need to fucking sit down for an hour and do nothing." Right. So I sat down, and then I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go and walk out in the countryside." And then I walked through this field of sheep, all these lady sheep, and Aww. as I walked by them. They all just started like squatting down and peeing. It was really weird. Huh. And then my period just came flying out. Oh my God, just in the field. With the sheep. <laughs> and I think it was their energy. I think that they were just like squatting and letting it out. Yeah. <laughs> they were squatting in solidarity. And you just joined them. I'm all <sighs> and it and it just came and I feel great. Did somebody get visual of this? Yeah, Alec. Was there a camera nearby? No, there's Alec. And I was like, oh, there it is. And he's like, yes. Wow. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. I'm just saying that nature. Yeah, nature syncs up, doesn't it? Me, the moon, the sheep. We were just like, I know. I'm synced up as, as well. And I bet that if I was in that field with you, I'd be squatting in solidarity with all of you ladies. All of you ladies, get it? All of yous. <laughs> okay, stop it. Wow. Well, <laughs> wow. This is amazing. This podcast has just become like my period diary. <laughs> I know. It's very... You never talk about yours. So thank you for sharing that you got yours too on the full moon. I know. Well, you said a couple episodes ago that you like overshare because I undershare. <laughs> That's kind of our dynamic. <laughs> Because when it comes to the period, well, and on, on some other things too, which I totally respect. Well, it's, you know, I mean, we've always been that way, but you do admit Different that I've, folks. Got, I've gotten a lot better at sharing. Oh my God, you've gone so much better. And you just do whatever you want to do. It's not about better or worse. It's just like, you're more comfortable to share now. Yeah, exactly. Well, so tell share- us everything. I'm gonna- <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, every every time we come to do an episode, I just I know we both think like, where am I right now? What do I have to share yeah. that's that's meaningful, that's helpful to our listeners that we what can do all I have connect to offer? On? Yeah, what do I have week? to offer yeah. this week? And sometimes I don't know. Sometimes we mm. show up and we don't have a plan, and we're like, I don't no. really know what I have to offer, but we always find it or it finds us, whatever. So right now I just wanted to show up with saying that it's been a lot of anxiety lately and I've noticed something with, with anxiety. I've noticed how we minimize it because we don't feel that we deserve to have anxiety because we compare ourselves to other people who have worse problems. Right, who have worse problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'll go, oh my God. Okay. I'll go, I'm so fucking anxious today. And then my brain says, well, you don't deserve to be anxious because you've got the use of your arms and legs. Mm-hmm. You are in good health. You have income. You have this, you have that. Who are you to be anxious? And then I go, yeah. oh yeah, okay. So then I don't handle then it. Then you push and it then down. you start shitting on yourself. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't manage my stress. I I minimize it and I poo-poo it and I judge myself. So yeah, I really see that that is so intense, that judgment we have on ourselves. So I've been taking a lot of little steps to help 
manage the anxiety. And that's something that it's about managing. It's not about getting rid yeah. of it. It's about managing it. It's always going to be Working with it a little bit. Yeah. But. Well, it's not always going to be there, but while it's no. there. It, when it is there. Yeah. You manage it with a lot yeah. of little things. So I started looking at my behavior and going, what makes me anxious? And I started to mm. see a bunch of little things. Okay. Ooh, I'm drinking. Okay. I'm drinking right before bed. So yeah. I'm going to bed a little drunk, which mm-hmm. means I wake up a little hungover. Okay. Now for me, a lot of my messages from the universe, my connection with God, whatever you want to call it, that comes to me in those waking moments before I open my eyes. But if I'm a little tipsy, I can't be open to that. Yeah. So I'm costing myself my relationship with spirit because I'm having that glass of wine before bed. I Um, like to, I, I will not go to bed drunk. I will, if I have to stay awake for four hours to sober up. Yeah. Which listen for me, I have like three glasses of wine maximum and I'm like three would be like hospital time (laughs) I know honestly so bearing in mind Lucy and I are total lightweights but it it doesn't matter how much no it is I just I just want to say it's like we're not fucking necking two bottles of wine or whatever but it doesn't matter it's like I refuse I cannot stand that drunkies weird feeling so I'll have like a cup of tea and I'll get my hot water bottle and I'll make myself a snack or a meal or something. And I'll like watch TV until I feel sober again, because I cannot go to bed drunk. It makes me feel so bad. I know. And I don't sleep good. I know. And it's a domino effect because it affects your next day and your next day. And then your whole life, my life, at least I'll speak for myself has become, I've noticed kind of like this level of kind of hungover all the time. And again, it's not that I'm necking two bottles. It's just maybe a glass of wine before bed. But the way you wake up in the morning affects how your day is going to go. Well, yeah, it starts the day. Yeah. And so that's one thing. So I, I'm trying to like put in little rules for myself. Like you're saying like, okay, stop the wine, like an hour before bed, have water, Mm -hmm. have water, just have water, have a bunch of water before you go to bed. Because historically you like, you will, you like to have a little wine in bed and watch your film or whatever, don't you? I do. Like, I love that. But you really, I mean, I don't, I think I'd like to get it down to like no wine, like three hours before bed. Yeah. Fair. fair. Or something like that. Um, I say fair as I drink, as we, I'm drinking wine literally right now, but, and it's so funny that you're saying this to me because Alec and I had this exact fucking conversation today. Really? Where in the pub? (laughs) In the woods, actually. Information. What were you guys talking about? I was just saying how after not drinking after the crash. Yeah. Because you did that for what? A year almost. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I like started drinking a bit again. I would have like a Very slowly. I know you had like, I remember the first night that you went to a dinner and you had a drink in public. Like what a big deal that was. And we talked. Yeah. And so after that, I think during that time, not drinking was absolutely the right thing to do. And, but what it did is it kind of put a little bit of a thing in my head of like, oh no, 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 like you shouldn't drink. So now when I do get a bit tipsy, um, 
because it's just my nature it's like my eating sort of stuff where I'm just like no 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 you don't do that Got you it. don't eat that you don't consume that you don't do this that's bad for you is it and I get a bit kind of OCD about it and then all of a sudden it's a and then thing you can't, and I get you can't bit, get out of that yeah it's like a routine and I'm like very comfortable in my routine um it. so it's just like total I think just eating disorder hangover stuff for lack of a better expression Mm -hmm. like obsessive things so I don't want to be in that cycle so it's like now I'm in a place where I'm like okay I know that I'll have maximum I'll go to the pub and I'll have two of these little things just for just for literal like sizing like look how tiny this is I know we're we're joking that you're chugging a bottle but it's a this is a tiny little bottle thing of champagne two of those maximum right is all have again i say who drinks champagne in england (laughs) me (laughs) every day if i want and that's my point of my conversation with alec is that like having a glass of wine doesn't make me some like out of control person Mm -hmm. or getting drunk isn't like well Mm -hmm. gotta get your life on track you are just (laughs) whoa whoa you waster yeah you've just gone and I think about it sometimes because I think about how I've talked about not drinking on the pod and I'm mm-hmm. like oh my god if people see I'm drinking are they gonna be like <gasps> no I think about it all the time I mean as an actress you know how I am about like keeping up this persona and yeah. it's interesting that even in this talk right now we, we like are defending and justifying like the amount that we drink you know most people drink like a fucking bottle of wine I know <laughs> And we have like two glasses of wine maximum. We're like, <laughs> not even every night. I don't even fucking drink every night. I do. So my point <laughs> is, is that, but even if I did, like I go through phases where I do. And I then do too. I stop yeah, that's for a while, true. That's and true, then I true. do. And then I don't, if I yeah. feel like it, I will. Sometimes I'll eat ice cream instead. Sometimes I just won't do anything. Whatever. It's like, yeah. it's not a big deal. No, it ebbs and I remind flows. myself that like humanity evolved with people getting shit canned every day mm-hmm. life isn't going to come to a grinding halt because i have one glass of wine of an evening people didn't even used to drink water they used was dirty they was drank dirty. wine the water would kill them so they drank wine and mead instead and ale like kids instead of water. like literal uh i just i just felt something really i saw your yeah. face <laughs> I saw your face. Tell me what you Did thought. You? Was it hot or cold? It was cold. Okay. Someone touched my hand. Okay. Let's talk about that. I saw your face change. So it was cold on your hand? hand? Yes. Okay. Well, let's say hello. This is, Listen, this is a great opportunity to deepen our mediumship. Okay. <laughs> I love that you saw my face. My I saw it. Face. I saw it. I just saw it. As we were speaking about people in the past not drinking water and drinking wine and meat and beer. I saw Annabelle's face completely go like slack, like scared. And, and she grabbed her hand, like something had come across her hand and that's, it was like someone went. Yep. Yeah. And it's either really hot or, or really cold. Um, It was cold. Okay. Well, that's them saying hello. So let's, so here's what we do in this situation. We don't get scared. We say hello. Hello. Say <laughs> hello. Hello. Say hello to but, them. You know, I am very aware. Like this place, I feel really good in here, and I'm not freaked by it at all. 
that's just the first time I felt like a touch okay like I feel a lot in here this is a 17th century building yeah they're used to you now you've been there this is your second time returning and they're just they're they're making a deeper connection what was so interesting is when we got here I didn't really click in for the first few hours I was like buzzing around and doing things and then I came in here and I went fuck I haven't even like said hello Mm -hmm. yeah and I went hello and it just went like it was this total shift in the energy yeah and I went into the other room and I was like I said something to Alec and he was like I I felt that like I really felt that yeah, yeah um, it's very real in the spaces we occupy. Well, because what I was about to say is that children were drinking, which was when oh. I felt that thing oh, on my I hand. See. Is that it, it was just as I said that children obviously were drinking at that time. Uh huh. Yeah, they were. They were. Um, All right. Well, we invite we invite whoever's (laughs) around you to continue making contact in a friendly way. You got to put your boundaries in. You got to say no funny business. No, I think we're all quite cozy in here. To be honest with you, I think they like us being here. We we have to leave tomorrow. The lady accidentally forgot to cancel the booking that was in May. Oh no! So I know. Where are you going? Are you homeless? Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to go up north and see a friend. But for the next two days, I was thinking about going to the Cotswolds. Nice. So moving on from the drinking, the next thing that I noticed that I'm trying to implement to manage my stress is being on the phone, which we know full well. We always talk about Oh, you mean like on the Instagram or whatever? On the Instagram. But it hit me in a new way this time because... The thing that was on my mind lately about the stress is that I've gotten a lot better at resting. I sleep, I get great sleep. I'm lucky with the work that I do that I don't have to wake up to an alarm very often. I can just wake up naturally, but I'm tired all the time. And it was baffling Mm. me. How am I resting and sleeping, but I'm exhausted And so I started to research and I heard this podcast with Joe Dispenza where he was talking about this very thing. And he was saying, living in the outer world, being controlled by emotions like fear, aggression, anxiety, sadness, you know, all these hopelessness, all these things that keeps your brain from communicating with itself. And your system, your nervous system, it gets in the way of your nervous system flow. Mm -hmm. And it actually shortens your life. It's actually dangerous to your health. So anytime we're hooked into that dopamine rush that we get from scrolling, Mm -hmm. we're hooked into those emotions. And, And I wanted to share this. I wrote it down in my journal. I've been thinking of the listeners. I wanted to post an Instagram story because I thought this might be helpful. But there was a little meditation that he said, or just a little mantra. And it's what I've been trying to repeat to myself every time I get caught up in the scrolling or the worry starts before I open my eyes, I start to get worried about my day. Mm. I'm projecting, I'm angry about the past, whatever it is. It's amazing to see how the brain is already hooked into those emotions that we're addicted to. And so I've been trying to stop myself and it's so 
hard. It really <laughs> is. We're so I used to doing our little oh things. God, we're do. so addicted to it. And here's the little mantra. It says, I am no body, no thing, no one, nowhere, and no time. I am a thought in possibility. Hmm. Nobody, no, nothing, no one, nowhere, no time. A thought in possibility. Because only from elevating yourself to that realm that's outside the physical realm can you begin to change your physical realm. But so often we try to fix the physical with the physical and it doesn't work because you have to expand your consciousness beyond that to be able to affect it. And that's what Joe Dispenza is all about. Because you're not like one or the other. No, you're not one or the other. You don't exist in, in just one. No, it's not all physical or all spiritual or any much one or the other. It's it's all a bit. So it's little things like that. And I could go on and on, but I just wanted to. Do you have a limit on your IG? I have a notification that comes up on my phone because I've put a time thing on mine for a certain amount of time. And it comes up and it says you've reached your limit for the day. And I get like a five minute check before. And some and days set I'm that just to like, whatever you want. Hold on, I actually want to tell people this because I feel like you. Oh, yeah. Settings and then screen time. It's the it's like the second section on your iPhone if you have an iPhone. I don't know about other phones. Um, and then you just click in there, and there's a downtime thing, app limits. So I have a downtime thing as well, where it's like not just my IG that switches off, but everything like any social things. So I'm going to post that Joe Dispenza podcast. Yeah, please do. Please do. Very helpful to me. I'm doing my best to manage my stress over here. And back to what I said before, it's okay that I have anxiety. Here's what I realized. Yeah. Life is stressful. It doesn't matter if you have an easy life comparatively to other people, you might have money, you might have security. Great. You might have good health. That's great. Guess what? Life is still stressful. Okay. And you don't need to wipe out your stress and make it invisible no. just because other people might have, other people have a harder and situation. you feel guilty. Yeah. Your stress is valid. <laughs> like you said, Annabelle, stress doesn't exist all the time. It's not like it should be normal in your life, but it's part of being yeah. human. And the more that we accept that it's okay to have anxiety, that there's no guilt attached to that, no. oh, then you can start to transform it. Even me in my situation, right, where I'm grieving my husband, my best friend and my like co-creator, the life I lived before, like I still have a joint bank account with them in my in my chase up. Like my every day, my every everything, they were threaded into everything I did. It's not just like them gone. It's my whole identity. It's my whole everything. Yeah. I still guilt trip myself and I still shit on myself because I'm like, yeah, but people have it worse. Right. Even me in my situation. And of course people have it worse. Some people have it worse. Of course. Some people have it better. Of course. But I'm just saying to you that it's like, even somebody like myself going through the experience that I'm going through, the absolute loss of, of a life, of a world, of myself, of these people, of my, my two people, I am still capable of going, you fucking piece of shit. Can you, you believe sh- that? What is wrong with you? Like, 
And then the other day, somebody actually said to me in my family, I was feeling stressy about leaving here because it was, I wasn't meant to be, I hadn't realized I was going to be leaving here. I thought I was going to be able to be settled for two months Mm. in one place. And someone said to me, well, you know, at least you're not in Ukraine. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not in Ukraine. I'm here in my situation. And that is valid and doesn't is cannot be compared to anything else it is no, what it is. it's like why why am i why would i start comparing myself to war-torn ukraine it's not and why would someone say that it's just fucking mental is i remember well, that's when i mean society's conditions no it's so terrible other, it's, it's so terrible when i was at this one school that i went to you put your plates in like the thing at the end of lunch in like a trough thing and and the woman that stood there the kitchen lady sometimes i wouldn't finish my food and she'd be like there's children starving in africa you'd want that i was nine wow (laughs) there you go it's conditioned it's just drilled into us it's one of those things that's drilled into us and it's really important for us to take responsibility for our own selves, knowing that society is going to do that to us, that we're going to do that to us, to go, no, I'm not in Ukraine and I'm not a victim of this or I'm not, I haven't, my house didn't burn down today or my legs didn't get chopped off, but I'm still feeling very stressed. That's right. Very anxious and I'm in a lot of pain. I'm going to move through it and treat myself kindly and that's okay. One of the things that Jeff has fucking pommeled into my brain over the years is like you cannot help anyone you cannot progress any of the kind of like movements or missions that you feel that you should be on in this world in this life if you are in pieces you have absolutely got to get your shit in a row first you have got to get yourself together and heal your own self and get your own self feeling strong and then then you can start worrying about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I know some people won't like that. And I know some people are going to be angry and say it's selfish or whatever, whatever. But in my experience, it's absolutely true. I am the most helpful, the most useful, the strongest when I have had my funny five minutes and then, you know, right. got on, got yeah, on the, to help. The only others. way you can reach that point where you're helpful to others is by taking responsibility for where you're at. And that's what I see it as. All of it. Yeah. And that's what I see it as. It is taking responsibility. So if we can reframe it as like you're wallowing, you should feel, you know, like there are people worse off than you. Yeah, of course there are people worse off than me, but I need to take responsibility for my shit. Where I'm at. Yeah. It is literally an act of accountability. And that's um, all you have to go on is where you are at. Yeah. I think so massively. I really, really agree with that. Yeah. I really, really agree with that. I think it's, and I agree with it. And I've also seen it in practice as being like, okay, this works. And in your, not again, not in your defense, it's not, that's not the right word, but in your defense, you are going through something <laughs> right I now am. that's really stressful that I am. We can't talk about right now. We'll but get we will. to, we will, and we'll get to. anyone (laughs) it's a big deal what I'm going is a it is a lot babe it's a lot and it's it's only I feel like only a sociopath wouldn't be feeling the way that you're feeling right now (laughs) yeah god damn it it's a lot it's what you're describing and it's what I came here today thinking about is just really acknowledging the weight 
of the anxieties that we have and not diminishing them and not undercutting, undermining ourselves. You are where you are and that is completely valid. And that's all you have to go from every single day you wake up. All you have is to come at life from where you are in that moment. And And you're living your life. You're not living someone else's life. You're not living someone else's life. That's, and of course, perspective is important. Attitude is important. We're not saying. I should hope it goes without saying. (laughs) Of course, I should hope so too. Well, I think that's really good. I like that you, I like the thing about you noticing that your messages from spirit come like when you first wake up and that your actions in going to sleep directly affect that. The reason it came to me is because I could feel, I can, I think we can all feel when the universe, God is trying to guide you and help you and you're not maybe fully listening. So you start to Mm. get like poked in the back a little bit. Mm. And it's like, hello, we're trying to help you here. Can you please listen? And if you don't listen, the poke starts to become a jab and yeah. then it starts to hit you and then the universe will smack you in the face and then it'll, it'll wipe take everything you down. out from under you. We talked about that last week. You were saying, it'll and I was saying down. that a near-death experience or a death experience will completely redirect your life. Hopefully it doesn't always need to get that far. So this yeah. is like the beginning of that. I mean, look, that yeah. was unfair. Your situation was unforeseen. My stalker was unforeseen. But Mm. for a lot of things that happen in our lives, if we look at what led to that, there were a lot of signs along the way where we were being Mm. poked and whispered to, and we weren't really listening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Um, So I could feel that nudge from spirit that was like, okay, we're trying to connect with you here, but you got to help, you know, because you got to meet in the middle. It's a partnership with the universe, with God. It's not a one-sided relationship. And I do think the phone, not to like yabber on about it, like we all know that that social media is bad for us. I'm somebody that really enjoys social media. So it's tricky for me because I enjoy it. And I'm not one of these people that gets like negatively affected by it in the sense that like it doesn't lower my self-esteem. I'm not looking at girls thinking I wish like that. I don't look at aspirational content and think, fuck, my life's such a shithole or whatever it is. I'm not affected by it in that way. I think what it is for me is that like I just read deeply know that like my brain isn't meant to see that many images one after the other. And it's not, anything other than that it's not deeper than that it's just that I don't need by 9 30 in the morning to have seen like 15 different videos about like dogs or kids doing something or the war in Ukraine or whatever it is and that's why I'm really strict about the wake up journal sit drink your tea and just like tune in a little bit with Mm -hmm. the just be here for a minute And once I've done all that, even if I just write in my journal, like today I am feeling full stop and that's it. Even if I just do that and have my cup of tea, then I'm like, okay, I can do all that now. I've been thinking about you in the mornings because sleeping over at your house a lot when Ryan first died and you would get up every morning and you'd go to the window and you'd look out and you'd stand there for a couple of minutes. And that was the first thing you did when you opened your eyes. And I've gotten in the habit of reaching for the phone the first time when I open my eyes. Yeah. And so I've started to keep that curtain open so that the first thing I make myself connect with nature before anything else. Mm. I don't know why I did that. I've totally forgot that I used to do that. But as you said it, I really like viscerally remembered 
doing it and then the view I would have. I do not know why I used to do that. Have you stopped doing it? No, I do it here. I wake up in the morning. The first thing I do is open the curtain. Okay, well, you're a nature baby. And I just stand there and I look out and I go like, wow. Every morning I'm just like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. There she is. Wow. Because it changes every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That squeaky noise. Can you hear that squeaky noise? Is that your bra? No, it's my overalls. <laughs> they're like sure. really old. Like I think these are like from the eighties, old navy. So they're a little bit squeaky. I should probably get some WD forty. Eighteen hundreds. I don't think they had old navy in the eighteen hundreds. I noticed you've been wearing a lot of dungarees there. Yeah, I just put them on when I'm doing like the house painting and everything. Yeah. I'm doing. Well, we've got some news and we've got some listener feedback. Shall we jump into it? Do we? You like you? You're good. You had a look. I didn't. <laughs> no, I mean you know what it's about. What's it about? It's about what everybody's asking us to talk about. It's not world news. It's not important news. It's, it's Lucy and Annabelle slow motion vortex no we did it at the same time that's amazing not, not never... according to my screen oh my god here we were at the same time in england we were on the same time good yeah okay so the right. news this week is one news listen it's one people. news it's smushed it's together. from the desk of lucy and annabelle that's right Everybody's been asking us to bring our non-educated opinions to the table. So (laughs) you can count on us. The topic is Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. There we go. All right. Let's have it out. Annabelle. Okay. You have some real, I don't really have. You you may have seen I did a tweet about this, which got zero likes. Oh no, got one like that's really cool. Thanks you guys yeah. so much for interacting with my Twitter. Yeah, um, thanks for the Twitter traffic, guys. So British Vogue did a piece on this that said social media is littered with memes of the former couple's facial expressions with mocking captions. And there are viral articles being shared on Facebook showcasing the funniest moments from the trial so far. But is it okay to laugh at the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial? I mean, is it okay to laugh at anything ever? My point (laughs) here was, have you ever laughed at a reality TV show? If the answer is yes, then that's your answer. Because that's what this is. They made a choice to do this. This isn't, this is like a defamation thing. Like it didn't need to be televised. It didn't need to be even done like Johnny Depp didn't need to sue her for this he could have just gone about his life Mm. she didn't need to pursue this in the way that she did she didn't need to make a lot of the really public actions and choices that she's made along the way so I don't have any moral issue with being a voyeur in this situation because that's exactly how the two of them have set it up regardless of you of how you feel about either of what they're saying they are both very very aware of what they're doing Mm -hmm. in opening this up in the way that it has been and televised it's like it's live constantly you can watch it on youtube Mm -hmm. or twitter like live all the time i feel zero anything about 
the memification of this right. trial and the memification of their pain or the alleged abuse or whatever it is. Um, and I think all of this like virtue signaling and moral kind of point of like, oh my God, this isn't a laughing, like this shouldn't be being like this. Well, that goes along with everything else in the world. Oh movement. my, but it's not just that. It's just like, Every single thing now gets memefied to the point of I truly, truly believe this. I truly believe that these meme pages and the way that the internet works is like it memefies everything to the point of us being numb to it so that we don't really have like as big of a reaction. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much on purpose. I think that, you know, like the memification of Donald Trump is a map for me. I see it as a massive part of the reason why he was able to become president because not only did it make him more popular and more human, it made us numb to him. It makes us numb to the war in Ukraine. It makes us numb to unhealthy food. It makes us numb to murder. It makes us numb to people assaulting each other or hurting themselves it's no different than there used to be a program here called you've been framed Mm. which is just ended up being like people sending in their video clips of like people having blooper moments at home and hurting themselves and whatever all of this stuff the more you watch it you become completely desensitized to it yeah I don't think that this is any different the fact that they could be making articles about like how wrong it is that we're all consuming the trial of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard I'm like okay well where was your outrage about the presidency where was your outrage about the David and Goliath story between Putin and Zelensky where is your outrage about anything it's just like it's insane it's just boring it's just it just feels like like you said it's just like woke bullshit these aren't children they know exactly what they're doing they yeah, one of our listeners said, commented uh, on our page, it's crass that this trial is being televised and sensationalized. Neither of them come out smelling good. Um, no. I respectfully disagree with that comment because I think, and like you said, I have some spicy thoughts on this topic mm. of uh, narcissistic abuse <laughs> situation here. I think it's, it's important that this trial be uh, televised, not sensationalized. I don't care about that part because that's the the memification, like the nature of the beast. Yeah. But as far as uh, giving us access to understanding what's happening between these two people, I think it's a fascinating trial, and I think there's a lot of important things to see here. I think it's interesting that the tables are turned with the sexes. I mean, look, anybody who's dealt with a narcissistic abuser can recognize that beast in two seconds. Yeah. I remember seeing a video of her talk of Amber talking about this probably like five years ago when it first started coming out that they were at each other like this. Yeah. And I remember looking at her and look, I've always been some one of our other listeners says I'm usually team woman but I'm not sure if she's my kind of girl. <laughs> and that's how I felt when I saw her. I'm, yeah. I've always in the past been team woman. And I saw her talking and I went, 
I don't believe you. Yeah, I've I've never been a believe all women person. I don't understand how we can have like a fair. Oh, you but can. then I get I then I then I get conflicted because I know that the number of people who actually go down for their like abuse and treatment, whatever it is, rape or abuse or physical abuse or whatever it is of women is like percent of the people that actually are doing crimes against women. I know. I, I mean, it, it's it a makes huge me feel. It makes me feel guilty when I say like I don't believe a woman but like why would I aren't you meant to be innocent until proven guilty I thought that was the the grounds of like what we're going for it's not like Johnny Depp has this like massive long history of being this person in which case that could definitely like shade my opinion of the situation but and listen I'm not like a Johnny Depp fan or anything it's not like I'm like standing by my guy I'm watching this and I'm just like watching i'm just watching and i'm paying attention to how it hits me deeply yeah uh, because I'm that not is responding our, well that's our instinct and i ain't responding well and in the beginning it's true we do like i do at least gravitate towards believing the woman over the man because that's what we've been conditioned to do and as a woman we know what we've encountered and i know it goes yeah. both ways yeah. i know it goes both ways yeah. it definitely does uh, i so mean my dad was a victim of abuse yeah i have other men in my family who are victim of abuse my dad's so a victim hard. of abuse right now but <laughs> i mean i've seen this shit with the tables turned okay and i'm in the middle of something right now that is also involving not a man so yeah no i know and that's the trust thing. me I when actually... i say I have a very fair vision of what's possible in abusive dynamics, a very fair vision. Yeah. But I took one look at her talking and my instinct, the alarm bell started going off and I was like, I don't, I feel horrid. I know. I feel horrid saying it, but I know. And I'm not saying that like that's, I'm not saying that like that's my verdict. I'm not interested. No, we're not not, trying to give verdicts here. Yeah. 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 I'm simply saying we're not the judge or the jury. I will say this. Usually it's Lucy Walsh that has all of the insider hot tea intakes. But in this one <laughs> situation, I can say I do have an insider take. I'm not going to say too much, but I will say that. What can you tell us? From what I have heard from somebody that has been on the inside very closely for a very long time, Johnny Depp is a very, he is absolutely a booze hound you know he loves his booze he loves his drugs whatever like we've always known this he's rock and roll as fuck like he loves his shit whatever he's does way too much of everything and everyone knows this but he is kind to a fault he is frequently taken advantage of in the sense that he is so kind to people who maybe aren't reciprocating who aren't as kind who aren't as giving he is very he's gentle gentle and he wouldn't hurt a fly he has been short look when you love booze or love drugs or whatever it is you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna do fucked up shit you're gonna like be like piss your pants and stuff but he's not like a violent or horrible man and I can't say because I'm not, I wasn't there and I'm not the person on the inside, but like from the mouth of the person on the inside, this is just like categorically all bullshit. 
and actually like Amber Heard is like a very cruel and psychotic person I definitely don't give like the benefit of the doubt to like Bootown famous people right surprisingly but in this situation I'm just like even if I didn't know everything that I know I would still be watching that being like you're a fucking liar because there's always that little thing in my head that's like am is what I'm being told from the inside total bullshit am I being spun like the media Mm. press like Rolling Stone version like is this person still at work are they just saying this because they have to because it's their job and it's the person they're loyal to so there's always that little question mark in my head so even when I'm watching her I'm kind of looking for a sign that what I've been told isn't true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm not getting that sign I know I know I've watched with a completely open mind and all I can say, I don't know either way. I don't know these people. Relationships are always different on the inside than they appear on the outside. But what I do know for sure is that I have now dealt with two narcissistic abuser females in life. And Mm. that is an animal that's very specific. And there's, yeah, it really is. There's a checklist and this is checking all those boxes. So yeah, it's, just... I mean, honestly, my dad's wife, I'm definitely going to get sued for the shit probably eventually. <laughs> I don't care. Fucking come for me, bitch. She knows the shit that I've got. So come for me, honestly, please. I'd love she to see you try. So far. I'd love to see you try. It is a very specific animal. It's the performance, isn't it? It's the performance. <laughs> It's like so they all do the same one. I'm just watching the same like, one. No, stop. Please stop. I know. It's fascinating. Um, so listen, my personal opinion, not that anybody cares, but I hope that he wins. I hope that he gets his money back. How does this even work? What do you mean like wins? It, what it, I thought well, this was just to clear his win. name. No, for, so for a she, jury to be like, yeah, we think you're a fucking liar. Like what? What so happened? She, so he sued her for defamation because, because of what she, she was saying about him, what she was claiming against him that he had done. She has countersued him. And that was based on the money that he has lost because he's been fired from jobs because of what she was saying. About I know. That's what I don't like is that his career has just been like totally fucked by so this. So I hope that he wins. I hope he gets his money back. I hope that he keeps his credibility in the business, in his personal life. That's that's my that's my take on it. I'm Googling something right now. So his mom died, right? Recently? And yeah, not that long ago. It was when he was with Amber's Heard. Amber's Amber's Heard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Basically, like the day after his mom died or something, she like served him with divorce papers or something. Like she would do stuff. And that's out now. I just saw that out, but I've known that for for a long time. But she would do stuff on just to really like stick the knife in and twist it. That's what they do. And I just think that that's, regardless of anything, I just think that that's like very telling when you, when somebody will be really cruel, even in retaliation to, Mm -hmm whatever you've been really wrong to Lucy in your time and 
have you <laughs> ever thought to respond with cruelty and like no i just want justice i just want yeah i i want um the people that i've encountered to be stopped from doing it to others that's yeah really all, that's all i care about and then i want to move on yeah and i want to continue healing and and moving away from it that's really all you can do with a narcissistic abuser all you can do is get as far away from them as possible yeah yeah um, and try and, and stop the cycle yeah, stop the if, cycle if you can but it's ultimately that's not in your control all you can do is do your thing and yeah use your voice out and or, you know, or you know whatever you have to do um but yeah i think that's the thing is that even when i've been treated cruelly and poorly my response is not to be cruel look sometimes i've been incredibly cruel whether it's to a driver on the road having visions of murdering somebody who cuts me off or but (laughs) but yeah i mean my nature is not cruel for the most part even though we're all human yeah i mean i think having thoughts about things is very different than like actually than, acting, like torturing people like really cruelly to somebody is is like different it's, yeah that's I'm not true. gonna be sending somebody divorce papers the day after their mother dies. dies like that's fucked up right yeah have it's called compassion empathy yeah but they're missing the empathy they don't have it they play yeah. at it they understand it as a, a control tactic as a manipulation tactic, but they don't actually feel it. Yeah. And when somebody's speaking, like like I've seen her speak, that that's what's missing. That and that's a really, really yeah. uncomfortable thing to watch somebody doing that. It's really uncomfortable. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how it I plays find out. it really interesting to see. I've seen some people online like defending her and stuff, which is We've never really seen something like this before where everyone's just like, yeah, no, she's not telling the truth. I know. I'd say overwhelmingly people are like, yeah, no, we're not buying this. Yeah, I know. It's very interesting. Usually everyone is is on the side of the woman in these public things. I mean, unfortunately, in in like regular people things, it's the other way around. Women rarely get a look or believe yeah and stuff like this it's like everyone's believing the woman all the time so this is like really fascinating to me that that everyone on like a mass scale is like yeah no this is not it i know so there's no smoke without fire i'm just saying like yeah yeah I just and I say that about him as well. There, I know. I do not think that he's been some like dreamy, dream no, boy, perfect, hasn't done anything wrong. Like, you know, he definitely wiped the hand blood on the wall. But right. all I wasn't... know is that homegirl's <laughs> doing some bad acting. <laughs> I know that's how I felt as well. I was like, do you know what's mega cringe about this? Is that you're a Fake. fucking actress. And this Ryan. is like, I I feel like I could actually do better than this. <laughs> And I look, I'm not, and I'm going to say something else here, which is, which is um, going to make some people laugh and roll their eyes. But like, I think the bad vibes are affecting how she looks. Like she's, she's starting to look like busted from this. Don't even get me started. What is wrong? She's morphing. She's like almost like morphing into a different beast. That's a whole nother conversation because I truly believe that, that 
is happening because of her insides. Because of the bad vibes. And I think that that is true for everybody. I think that that's why some people look incredibly young. I think that's why some people age really quickly. It's all about your inner essence. Mm. And that comes from the outside. Him too, I know. Him too. I think he's looking... I mean, obviously, this is so stressful, and stress really changes so how you look. Trust me, I've got like fifty gray hairs now. I'm Obama really went it. white during the term of his presidency. <laughs> he has white hair now. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant his skin. No, you idiot! But that sounds really funny. I can see why you would have thought that. Obama went gray haired over the course of his pre- presidency. I was going to say his pregnancy. <laughs> stress is a killer. We know this. It really is. And those two I can people forgive, are stressed. I can forgive people in my life for a lot of things, but if you give me gray hairs, then fucking you be down. I know. Johnny Heard, <sighs> Johnny Heard and Amber Depp <laughs> are two stressed motherfuckers, okay? I know. And I do think they both come off bad because I'm just like, why are you doing this? I don't know. I know that he's trying to clear his name and I do respect that. I do have to say, but... I don't like his like jokerish response to things. So he's like, that's oh, it's, just his, that's it's just... not my, it's it, it would fit cocaine in it. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> just his defense mechanism. And that's why it's also interesting because it's a study in human, in human psychology and behavior, because we all have those defense mechanisms that we do to control others and to control how others see us and, and to make sure that no one can control us. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing him. That's his that's his um, default is to get all sarcastic and jokey like that. Other people have different defaults. I tend just, to do what he's doing. I'll get like yeah. really sarcastic and like just like flippant. Just be like, I don't give a fuck about this. You know, I'm not even thinking about you. I think he does well and not reacting when like batshit things happen or when there's like crying scenes or whatever. I think he does well at not reacting there because I'd literally just be sitting there just like. <laughs> I'd be like, what is wrong with you, bitch? Just so angry. Just so far. I'd be so angry. And that is something, I'm. by the way, that's this is that's what I want to bring to the pod this week is like, I'm really, really, really practicing not getting elevated about things that are nothing to do with me. Girl oh my god and it's hard because i can do that with stuff i'm good at doing that for the most part with the news like sometimes i get really annoyed like when i see that like joe biden started like a harry potter ass misinformation thing in the government and put like tsa people in charge of it or whatever please everyone google that i'm just i cannot it's called like it's like the ministry of disinformation also i it's so cringe and just so it's just like this isn't Harry Potter. I don't know what you're talking please, about, but please look it up so we can understand this. Please better. correct yourself with immediate effect. So there's things that like get me riled when I think about it like that. And I'm all like, and I like all say some things, and I'm just like, why am I, I know. doesn't affect doesn't affect my life in any way? It affects the world, but it doesn't really affect me anyway. But then there's like closer things, like with my family, you know, I'm like with my English family right now, and they all live together, like multi-generational living, they're renovating the house, the family home that we've had for a long time. They've got their whole dynamic. I'm coming in from the outside. And like things will happen and I'll be like a scuffle in the kitchen. 
and I just I'm just like <laughs> and I just like want to just like dive in there and yeah. be and I'm just like this has got nothing to do I, I don't live here. This isn't my house. These these aren't my relationships. These are grown adults. If they want to fight about this stuff or they want to have this type of relationship or this kind of energy between them, it's got nothing to do with me. Do I, I love to see some things? No, I don't love to see some things. Yeah. But ultimately, I'm not the doctor. I'm not the parent. It's got nothing to do with me. It's their responsibility. And you can see scuffle. how quickly the brain and the ego jump in to make it our oh. problem. Oh my god the to make ego, it most of all now that's the thing i was like listen you guys really need it's like why am i just no yeah it, it's it's so hard it is so hard there have been moments where i've just been like don't do it mm-hmm. don't do it just keep your mouth shut mm-hmm. just don't get involved this isn't your situation I know it's really hard though it's, it's really so really hard. hard but the ego just tries to involve itself and get in well because also you want to be like really important in the situation yeah like, and you want to like make my opinion everything go really right for everyone matters and like my position here matters and I want to be the one that like makes this right for everyone it's like right. why yeah <laughs> teaching right now with my teaching oh, okay like, I get so involved in trying yeah, to fix it's everything right. for everybody yeah. and by the way my singing teachers who I had all throughout my 20s were like this is when I'm free good luck if you can get a spot no I know <laughs> a doctor's office isn't like okay well when works for you we'll cancel no you're like oh, I've got like, this best wishes they're like we've got one appointment in three months do you want it or yeah. not I laugh because our soul will create these scenarios so that we can work on things that we need to work on. I have that savior syndrome where I'm trying to save other people. <sighs> and then I feel bad if I can't give everybody what they need. So over child and of over again, <laughs> I'm walking. Yeah. Child of, yeah. Adult child of an alcoholic. I'll save you. I'll, I'll make save everything you. better. And so this situation is making me laugh because I'm having to just chill out and not try to fix everything for everybody. Listen, we just have a few really fun listener comments that I gathered. We've been posting some pretty funny things. We posted our pan flute video from your epic pan flute solo. Uh, wow. What a, last what year. a talent. I know um, our listeners were saying, yes, the pan flute, the legends are together, meaning <laughs> you and me. <laughs> people are also loving the new merch we're really excited about that we dropped some new summer items oh yeah we did we have a little enamel I, i'm obsessed with falconware enamelware are you familiar with this as an american um yeah. is it our little new coffee cup yeah yeah but it's like it's a thing here that's super old school i guess it just was something that they had i don't know probably war times they brought it about yeah, it's but... from like the 40s right yeah and it's enamelware and i'm I have I've collected it for years. Wow. So when I saw that I could make that for us, I got yeah. really excited. It's great. So we have our we have our Hey Babe enamel mug. We have our double denim Canadian tuxedo resting bucket hat. That's right. We have our little cutie t-shirts, which this week I just updated. So there's long sleeve now and regular tee and then crop tee. So whatever look you're trying to go for, whatever you um identify as and present yourself as there is an option for you and then we have the resting embroidered 
jumper, which I am so fucking excited about. People are loving that. Because I have been trying to get that made for so long and we couldn't afford it. Yeah. But now <laughs> we can because we have this Stepping option. Up, baby. A listener said about the, the enamel mug, I have to have this for my collection. We had Ooh. other listeners asking about the little cutie t-shirt, asking for it in the different styles. Yeah. So there's something for everybody and we want you to enjoy your summer and just sport the pod. We really appreciate you guys. And somebody asked us where the money for that stuff goes. Um, and I just wanted to make it clear that it goes to just like running the podcast. It costs yeah, it money takes, to like have takes... a website, costs money to have a... Uh, um, not that like we have to say like where the money goes, but no. I just want to say it's like we actually don't make any money doing the podcast. It all right. just goes back into running the podcast. Even though we um, bring the podcast to you for free, running a podcast is not free. Isn't free. It costs us money yeah. and we're to happy to do it, it yeah. because we love doing it. But we just love so it. You know, all of our merch money goes right back into the business and allows us to bring you free episodes. Hell yeah. So thank you for um, your got, support. Yeah, thank you very much. Please enjoy the merch, buy some merch, share it if there's you think somebody that you know will like it. It helps us keep going. I like I'm going to read this long message out, okay? Okay. Today has been the first Sunday in ages I've been able to resume my ritual of listening to Lucy and Annabelle show during a leisurely brunch. Um, love the trans racial episode. Fuck yeah, I forgot we talked about that. Fuck, that was spicy. That was. Damn, I wonder, I wonder how Ollie is doing now. Do you know that literally the day after we posted that, he came out as transgender? Which is so weird because I found that news article from like ages before. So it's funny that we had spoke about it and then the next day that happened anyway. So wow. Ollie is now, I don't know We've if he's got our finger on the pulse. I don't know if Ollie has changed their name. But they are now trans, um, which means they're a woman, I think. So now they're no longer they, they're now a she. I think they're still she, they. Oh, anyway, congrats, Ollie, on this new phase of your life. We hope you blossom like a beautiful butterfly. Anyway, love the transracial episode. I appreciate comments about recognizing when things in life change. Uh, for whatever reason, having the hard talk with others. Recently, I was up for a massive promotion, lots of money. But rather than go along with the positive reinforcement from my boss and my family saying, this is meant for you, I decided to turn it down. Every fiber of my being was screaming at how much it didn't feel like it was meant for me. I found myself becoming physically ill, trying to figure out ways to push onward, take the money and accept the opportunity, despite knowing that I'd hate every moment of it. After digging deep, I spoke up and turned down the promotion. I'm still processing the guilt of saying no and admitting I've changed, but I know I've made the right decision for myself. And even if others don't understand it right now, I know it's right for me. Hearing you both frame challenges of personal change in a way that's supportive really resonated with me this morning. Thank you. Wow. That is big to turn down a promotion of lots and lots of money because you know it's just not... Round of applause. The right, yeah. That's like brave and strong and like fucking cool. That's what we're saying. It's just like that mentality of just 
no rest, no replenishment, no, it's all about money. It's all about hustle. It's all about that. There's no break. There's no like life. It's just all about making money and it's pushing forward for what at the cost of what, for what? Yeah. If it doesn't feel right and it's making you sick, then it's not improving your life in any way. I'm really, I needed to hear that. I I have to handle somebody. I haven't had that conversation with them yet. And I'm afraid I'm really stressed out to do it. So thank you for sharing that listener, because that's very inspiring. Yeah, that's brave. Well done. Well done you. And I hope that you still forget about your decision. And I hope that it is making space in your life. Yeah. For the for things, things that feel good that are meant for you. That's that right. Feel good. Yeah. And it can look so right on paper and everyone around you can be <sighs> like, you're crazy. This is right. But you feel yeah. different. And that is, you so know, hard to listen to. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Very beautiful. Don't you have to get back to the pub? <laughs> I'm actually not going to go to the pub, I don't think. I think that's me waking up with a hangover if I go to the pub. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. I think it's time you turn in with uh, whatever entity has made itself. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. You're in your room now. <laughs> made itself known in there. No, it was just we're going to watch about. TV. Yeah, I watch TV together while it I while its icy hand holds your hand. It was more just like a little just like hello. He's like, yes, we didn't used to drink water. We used to just drink get drunk all the time. You're doing great. I'm still drunk now. They're probably happy because you've got your champagne bottle in there and you're just it's like the good old days for them. Maybe they want anyway. to join in the party. <laughs> it was lovely speaking with you. Yeah, it was nice to see you, babe. I feel like we accomplished um, a lot. We did, we did, we did. So are we are we saying that we're gonna have a little summer break? Oh yeah, let's discuss this, guys. We gotta we gotta break it gently to you. Well, we just think we wouldn't might like a little summer break. You know, I actually thought it was funny. I was like stressing about it, and then I realized that we'd like made this resting merch. Right. About like yeah. resting and putting like your health first. Yeah. And I was like stressing about us having a little like summer break. So yeah, I think so we're saying it. We're, we're going to just... take a summer break. <laughs> we're not we're asking just... permission. We're saying it. It's a statement. And that feels scary, but that's what it is. We might change our minds and be confused in a couple of weeks time when we feel like we want to talk. Yeah, we might miss you guys so much that we're just like, oh, fuck this. We're back. But we're going to attempt to take a break. Yeah, and we're going to rest and have a summer break. Yeah. And when we come back, we've already got things lined up. We have we do. really, really juicy conversations to have with you guys. There's a lot happening on yeah. the Lucy and Annabelle show that we want to share with you. So, you know, nothing is going anywhere. We're going to come back with everything you've grown to love and depend on. And Lucy, we're going to probably be like finally able to share like everything that you've been going through. Yes. And that is also like a part of the reason why we just need to like take a beat because yeah. it's we're building up to like a a release big, but in the run-up to that we're just going to take a beat we're going to enjoy a little 
summer early summer break and we'll be back with you again yeah we want you all to do the same in a month yeah you guys definitely there's plenty of episodes you can get caught up on in the meantime and if you lucy doesn't like it when i promote other podcasts don't you dare (laughs) oh in the meantime if you're missing me you can come study voice there you go voice acting and piano with me yeah walsh performing arts studio.com and you can message me and i'll send you some other pods that you might enjoy don't get angry lucy (laughs) they're just they're different than what we do but they'll still be joyful for the listeners who like the lucy and annabelle show as long as you all come back i'm okay with it (laughs) because i depend on you very much don't trigger her abandonment issue. <laughs> this is a very codependent relationship I have with our listeners. I don't know it is, um, but we'll still be on the IG a little oh, bit, yeah. and we're we're around, you guys. You know we're around. All right, babe. Well, thanks right. for the chat. Yeah, that was really great. I love you all, and I love you especially, you little bumblebee in your black <laughs> and yellow sweater. Love you. Love you. The Lucy and Annabelle Show is brought to you by me, Annabelle Jones. And me, Lucy Walsh. Theme tune by Lucy Walsh. Produced by Paul Kaminsky. Find us on Instagram at The, the Lucy, Lucy and Annabelle, Annabelle Show. Show. Love you! <laughs>